Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 24, single line today in the Bible. Luke chapter 2, verse 21. At the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. So Jesus, and his well, his parents specifically, are obeying a command that Jews get circumcised at the eighth day. So my question, and here's the thing is, when I start these questions, I don't know the answer to these questions. I seek them out. And by the time I dictate this podcast, I may have some answer, but the but the podcasts start with a question. So here's my question for today to myself, uh, which I pose then to you guys, is why was Jesus circumcised? Like, this seems sort of, you know, violent and unnecessary, and isn't he the son of God? And aren't the rules different for him? Wouldn't, you know, why wouldn't he just laugh at these contrivances that we have on the earth? Not just circumcision, but gestation and childbirth and and travail of travel and hunger and family and rights. Why didn't he just, why didn't he just come down as sort of this you know, super powerful being. Why did he have to come down so so humbly? So this is on the eighth day of our rescue. And we have this little baby who gets his foreskin <clears throat> lopped off. Why is that? Well, <clears throat> Genesis 17 talks about a covenant. And the covenant, the, God's covenant is with Abraham and we already found out when we looked at Matthew chapter 1, verse 2, that Jesus was of the lineage of Abraham. And remember we talked that this was kind of like a, a will that you wanted to be uh, named in. You wanted to be a part of this heritage. And God makes this covenant with Abraham and says, Every male among you uh, shall be circumcised, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. And what's the covenant? I am God Almighty. Walk before me. Be blameless that I may make my covenant between me and you, that you may multiply, that he may multiply you greatly. So this goes way back to the Old Testament, way back to to Abraham. All right. So that is kind of because God said so. Second thought about uh, circumcision if you didn't, if you weren't circumcised, you weren't allowed to participate in the Passover. So think about that, that that is our admission or Jesus's admission to the Passover and no circumcision, no Passover, no Passover, no sacrifice for sin, no crucifixion, no satisfaction for our sins. And we are in just as much trouble. So this act of uh, his parents on day number eight of his life sort of saves or facilitates our being saved because he he's able to participate in the in the Passover. All right, so so being uncircumcised is kind of a a, a term also for being cut off from your kin. It's a synonym for being godless and wicked, and it's in the Philistines are described as just the uncircumcised Philistines, you know, enemies of God. Now, circumcision is something you can't do for yourself, at least not on the eighth day. 
And in a sense, it pictures being saved by the actions of another. And Jesus, again, humbles himself and participates this and comes all the way down to this shame of this minor minor surgery. All right, so this is a crazy verse. (laughs) If you study about circumcision, oh my goodness, Exodus chapter 4. Uh, Moses and Zipporah and his son are on the way to to Pharaoh to free God's people. And at a lodging place on the way, the Lord met him and sought to put him to death. That's right. The Lord seeks to put Moses, St. Moses, to death. Why is it? It doesn't tell us. But then Zipporah took a flint and cut off her son's foreskin. Apparently someone forgot to do that or or rebelled against doing that. Maybe that's the reason the Lord wanted to kill uh, Moses. And touched Moses' feet with the foreskin and said, Surely you are a bridegroom of blood to me. And so the Lord, so he let him alone. Again, we have the actions of another saving the life. So we have Zipporah saving the life of Moses um, by circumcision. All right. So we have this physical act of circumcision, but it's really, even back in Deuteronomy, it talks about circumcising the foreskin of your heart. And that means that both men have heart foreskins. And get this, here's the crazy thing. Women have heart foreskins as well. And women can circumcise the foreskins of their hearts. They can cease to be stubborn. They can uh, participate in this act of purity and submission and agreement and yielding with God. And this foreskin circumcision kind of brings about the right heart, bring about our right attitude. This was debated in the New Testament church. Obviously, it was so important in the Old Testament, and then they kind of abandon it or come to the conclusion through Acts in the book of Galatian. Romans sums it up best and says that circumcision uh, a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart. So we come full circle here. Uh, Jesus is obedience. He's he's humble to this. Thank you, Lord, for coming all the way down. That's number one. Number two, uh, it's his is it, it's Jesus's ticket to admission to the Passover. Uh, and without that, we'd all be in trouble. Uh, number three. Men and women are part of this. Women have heart foreskins. And number four, truly this represents uh, and it is a call for us to, to circumcise our hearts, to yield to Jesus, to be submissive to him, to uh, act with purity and agree with him. And all this because Jesus was sac- uh, circumcised on the eighth day. Thank you for listening. What fun Talk about circumcision. I'll see you tomorrow.